0: Uh, Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, I need to check myself. Um, I need to be me. Oh, um, I just need to like, like because they can handle it. Tea. You know, I think it's because I think I'm like empathetic, but I'm not as empathetic as uh, I tell myself I'm empathetic, but I'm not that empathetic. Like, I do genuinely care, but like not that much, you know. Um, so <laughs> on my Instagram story asked me a question. Back, like, Welcome to my podcast. You're listening to another episode of Leave Me Alone. I'm your host Elena bamfield um I'm fucking sick of I'm fucking sick of my brain, you guys uh this is probably like the like sixth time I've tried to record the first ten minutes of this podcast, and uh, I think it would be a fun little side project for me to work on in like Adobe audition to uh go through all the files I have and edit together like a, a montage of all of the points <laughs> during recording uh, where I just decide that uh, it's no good and I start to worry that everything I've said doesn't make sense and that no one will understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, because I'll be like eight minutes in and I'll just be like, fuck, <laughs> we're restarting. like, <laughs> and, and it blows my mind every time how many times I have to restart the podcast uh, because every single... Every single time I sit down to record the podcast, I'll like tell my roommate, I'm like, oh, it'll just be like 30 minutes, you know, Uh, because I don't I this podcast is a stream of consciousness for 30 minutes. So I figure that I'll just sit down and talk for 30 minutes and it'll be fine and I'll post it. But that's not what happens. Um, I end up realizing that I'm talking. And that (laughs) there's no one else here to have a conversation with me. So there's no regulation in the conversation. Um, and I worry that I sound the way I do when I talk to myself in my house. Uh, like I do that a lot. I, <laughs> I talk to myself out loud um, so much so that uh, sometimes I will talk to my roommate and uh, she will just ignore me. And I'll be like, hey, did you hear me? And she'll be like, oh, sorry, I thought you were talking to yourself. And I'll have to repeat myself. Because I do it all the time. Because, like, she used to be like, what was that? And I'm like, oh, I'm talking to myself. Uh, Which is creepy. Who the fuck talks out loud to themselves while other people are around? Um. (laughs) But it got me thinking about internal monologues uh, a few months ago. And now I'm annoying. I ask everybody about it. I'm like, do you have an internal monologue? Because I'm also obsessed with people that don't have an internal monologue. It's... Crazy to me because mine is so fucking loud. Um, but the thing about internal monologues that fascinates me and the thing that I ask people, um, and this is a reply tweet, so comment below. Um, how d- how does your internal monologue refer to you? Uh, like when it kicks on, does it call you I? Does it call you you? Does it say we? Uh, personally for me, uh, when mine kicks on, she says... And I also, I say that too, I refer to my internal monologue as she. Because I don't know why I do that. Maybe it's because I'm mentally ill and I have a lot of intrusive thoughts. So I refuse to believe that my internal monologue is a part of me. But (laughs) that's a story for another time. Uh, But personally, me, uh, when mine kicks on, she refers to me as you. Like she'll be like, you need to work out today. um, And then when I go to do the thing, what I say is I'm like, all right. We're going to work out and then we're going to, you know, get Panera or whatever. But I say we when I talk about it. But when she says it, she says you. Is that weird? Is that normal? If this happens to you, please tell me. Because um usually when I ask people about it, they don't really know. Like I asked my roommate and she's like, I don't know. I guess I'll like think about it. And like and I, I don't really like pay attention, which is crazy to me. Um but, yeah, I don't know. So I, I just start to get worried in the middle of the podcast that what I've been saying hasn't made any sense. Um, and then I start to worry that I have ADHD, which I know isn't good. And I know I've said that on this podcast before. Like, I've been um, cl- I've been basically self-diagnosing myself with ADHD. Um, I'm trying not to be too vocal about it because it's, like, disrespectful to self-diagnose with mental illnesses. Uh, but what... But what I'm thinking isn't completely out of left field. uh, My mom does have ADHD. She was diagnosed like late in her life, like well into her 30s, um, like did bad in school and everything. And just no one ever noticed. Um, (laughs) But the thing about ADHD ADHD is that the symptoms are different um, in women than they tend to be in men. That's why little boys are more often on Adderall than little girls are, uh, because ADHD... That H fucks everything up, uh, that hyperactive, because uh, you don't necessarily have to be physically hyperactive to be hyperactive uh, mentally. I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff that goes into it. I'm talking to my therapist about it. Uh, I should be talking to uh, a psychologist or a psychiatrist, someone that can prescribe me <laughs> medication, um, because I did fuck up. By uh telling this therapist right off the bat that I didn't want to be medicated um but since i've started s- since I've started mildly self medicating um I think that it may be something that would be good for me uh but she just tells me the thing that everyone says about Adderall where they're just like it's basically meth like it's it's an amphetamine, blah blah blah. This, that, and the other, which is a ploy to make you less interested in Adderall. But really what it does for me is that it just makes me less afraid of meth, like actual meth, because we're giving kids Adderall, so if they can handle almost meth, me as a 24-year-old woman, I should be able to handle like a decent amount of meth and be okay with it. But that's besides the point. I'm kind of getting off track, which is hilarious. It's a hilarious thing to say uh, because there is no track. I'm laying the track as I go. Uh, This podcast has been a great challenge for me um, just to talk for, you know, 20, 30 minutes straight with no real plan has been fun to figure out. And I'm hoping that it will benefit me in other aspects of uh, life and comedy. But we will fucking see. Uh, People from my high school have reached out to me and told me that they like the podcast, which is uh, the blanket statement for how I feel about that is that it's cool. uh, But it is weird whenever... I don't know why it's weird for me whenever someone that I... like used to know listens to the podcast uh because it's like this podcast isn't big enough or really even honestly funny enough for strangers to be latching on to it so like everyone that listens to the podcast is someone that I know but it's just weird when it's like brought to my attention um because it's kind of just like ugh, if if you're listening to this and you know me no you don't you know <laughs> like if you found this podcast and you went to high school with me, no, you didn't. Uh, I am not the Elena Banfield that you are thinking of. Um, <laughs> but it is crazy. I hate using those words. I hate using funny and crazy. I feel like I say that a lot on this podcast. I'll be like, it's so funny to me how this, or it's crazy to me that this, um, And currently right now, off the top of my head, I can't think of like better phrasing to use. So for this podcast, I will continue to use. um, I will continue to say those things, even though they're unoriginal and not very funny. But um, (laughs) when I think about I'll try again. When I think about uh, people from my high school listening to my podcast, I just wonder what they think about me. um, I wonder if they're like, yup. All of that shared childhood trauma that we experienced as a as an entire generation at Williamston really got to her um <laughs> and I just wonder if like the other people from Williamston are you okay like if you graduated um from Williamston high School within the years of like twenty twelve and twenty sixteen like are you good like we honestly like Williamston is a fucking sob story the the slogan for our small town is discover the charm and let me tell you you better hope you don't because the charm is unexpected death or illness. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like this small one-stoplight town of like 4,000 people has had more like like tragedy than I can count on my hands and and feet. Um like the earliest memory I have of something bad happening was uh in third grade, my friend's mom was kidnapped by her estranged husband and then murdered on the side of the highway. Um, and then he, it was a murder suicide. So that was the first thing that happened. And then you know what we did to cope with that? Um, me and my friends made our own Ouija board in class and tried to talk to her mother. Uh, so that's fucked up. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's something between, uh, third grade and uh the seventh grade when we had uh, like a whole string of like suicide and suicides and suicide attempts um that were not in my grade but the grade above me and then ninth grade was a really really tough year uh we had a classmate a beloved classmate um of my grade the graduating class of 2015 um unfortunately he was crushed by a wall in the locker room in the high school Uh, So that was fucking hard for everybody. Uh, That was horrible. And then I remember a few weeks after that, uh, there was a really bad car accident that happened with a boy a few grades above us. So, like, just terrible shit all across the board. Uh, Things continue, bad things continue to happen to people from Williamston. Um, Everyone, every other person I know, um, has had, like, a parent that's died or been diagnosed with something terminal, uh, whether they beat it or not, but, uh, it just, it really seems like there's been, like, some sort of curse put on our small town, like, Stephen King could write a book about it, um, maybe I'll write something about it in, in my future, uh, if I decide to go down a horror path, but there's more things than that that have happened, I mean, uh, God, one that was really personal to me was uh, obviously I'm not going to mention names of anybody. Multiple teachers also that have gotten like arrested for things. I will mention one name. Uh, one of our teachers, Mr. Preston, was arrested at school because he brought um, porn to school and on a flash drive. And some of the porn found on that flash drive was of underage girls. So uh, that happened. That was pretty wild. Uh couple teachers died we had um my god mr we had we had a a cool teacher i won't mention his name because he's pretty sick but uh we had this one middle school teacher who got busted selling weed to high school students (laughs) those are like that's like kind of a fun one uh i mentioned in a past episode that there was a parapro that would like have sex with high school boys that was that was uh a little bit more dark and fucked up. But yeah, Williamson was a trip. Uh uh lots of death and murder. Um uh, one of my uh personal friends, uh unfortunately, his mom was murdered by his little brother um during uh some sort of episode. Like it's just crazy. So like <laughs> I always wonder, like once in a while, uh, once in a while, I think about people that grew up in Williamson and I'm just like, are you guys like, are you guys okay? Because I feel like we all should do like a group therapy session and rehash everything that went down because it's very confusing. Um, but uh, I don't know. Every time I check up on people that I went to high school with, they seem to be doing all right. It's like one of two things. Like they're either uh about to graduate with a degree in communications, or they, you know, got knocked up at a young age and they like just bought their first house. So like me and a couple other people are the outliers. Um, there's like me trying to be a comedian and then there's like a couple people that like moved to LA that are trying to like, you know, become famous because they're hot. Uh so good luck to them. <laughs> But I don't know. I just wonder um, how differently my life would have turned out had I not um, grown up in Williamston. Just because, like, so, like, all of us kids, like, experienced all that shit that was happening in Williamston, plus all the shit that was happening in the world, plus all of our own, like, like childhood home shit. Um, And uh, I just, like, wonder—I wonder how different I would be had I grown up just in a different place, maybe, like, a bigger school— um, or, like, had been homeschooled or something, uh, and, like, like, a lot of things would have been different, like, I don't know, do you guys, you guys know time travel movies, right, and you know, like, the, like, one of the biggest, like, tropes, I hope I'm using the word trope, right, um, in time travel movies is that, like, if you change anything, it could, like, alter the entire timeline, you know, like, uh, like, someone, like, I don't even fucking know, takes a different you, you like convince someone to take a different bus and then like nine eleven never happens or something uh but I've been thinking about it and I'm like I wonder what would have happened if I never like if I never <laughs> one of the first times I can remember okay um wishing that I had done things differently in my past was losing my virginity um and everyone's everyone's first time having sex is awkward right uh but I just wonder had I not joined the swim team in the third grade, like I had two options, right? Like I was like, I could do swim team or I could continue doing like horseback riding lessons. And I decided to do swim team and ended up getting planner's warts on my feet from the community pool. Right. Um, and I just so happened to be born into a family that doesn't make doctor's appointments unless you're legitimately like coughing up blood. Um, so instead of, taking me to, you know, like a podiatrist, the foot doctor, to deal with these warts on my f- feet. My parents were like, no, uh, we can we can get rid of them for sure. Uh, So for a couple weeks, I remember I was wearing like a duct tape sock. My dad like put duct tape and Vaseline. He put Vaseline on the warts and then put duct tape all over them and then just told me that eventually they would suffocate and die and fall out. And uh, to my surprise, that did not work. Um... Spent a lot of time trying to remove them myself. That didn't work. My dad, uh, I think the last straw was my dad heating up metal in the garage and telling me to bring my foot out there. Um, and that's when I decided that they were a part of me and that I was just going to live with it. So I had planners warts on my feet like well into my 20s. And uh, that means that I lost my virginity with my socks on. So like had I not joined swim team in the third grade, I may have been able to participate in barefoot sex sooner. <laughs> like and what would that mean? You know? Like, honestly, maybe I wouldn't even do stand up comedy. Because think about it. So if my if I never joined the swim team and I never got planner's warts on my feet, I probably would have been more comfortable having sex because I wouldn't have been worried about the socks, right? Um, because that's weird. It's weird to wear, y- to be a woman and to wear socks while you're engaging in sexual activity. Because uh, I'm not talking about, like, like sexy, like, knee-high socks. I'm talking about, like, socks that have been in my shoes all day with, like, the gray toe, like, boys' socks. Um, and I just would want to keep them on the entire time. <laughs> But if that hadn't been a factor in sex, I might have I indulged in sex more. And who knows? I could have gotten knocked up. And I could just be like, ugh, somebody's mom right now. You know? My goodness. Like, maybe Planners Ward saved me. Like, if I ever make anything of myself in the comedy world, like, it could be attributed to the wave club in third grade like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. But in the cr- the funny thing, said it again. The funny thing <laughs> about uh the whole sex with socks on thing is that no one even challenged it until I had like my first like serious boyfriend. Uh and it took him like challenging the socks for me to like <laughs> consider taking them off. Like, uh, and I mean, he was nice about it. He was like, so, like, what's with the socks? <laughs> you know? And I was like, nah, we should just, we should do this first. And then I'll reveal to you my dirty secret. Um, And, uh, I mean, immediately after, I was like, yeah, I have these warts taking over my soul. Like, literally, m- both of my souls, physically and spiritually, these warts have taken over me. Um, and he was like, Oh my god, ew <laughs> make an appointment. You're an adult, so I was like, Oh fuck, he's right. So then I made an appointment and I had to get shots in between my toes. They were like in between my toes, you guys. I'm sorry if this is grossing you out. Grow up. <laughs> Leave me alone. They're gone now, all right? But that was a big that was a big thing in my life. And I just made the connection that it was swim club fucked up my first time having (laughs) sex also weird side ping uh that man that I did lose my virginity to had the audacity to hit me up on social media the other day I don't know if that's like if I'm being like pretentious by being like that's weird but like that's fucking weird the fuck do you have to say the fuck do you have to say I wonder if he listens to this the fuck do you have to say to me there was there's not even bad blood between us it's just weird you know like it's been nearly a decade since i've talked to you sir please uh whatever you have to say is not that important you know um what i just me including that wasn't important i just uh was <laughs> was talking about it poor man uh also if you do listen to this sorry for that interaction i'm <laughs> I don't know if you blanked it out of your memory, but, uh, I was not nice about any of it. Uh, it was, (laughs) that sounds like it wasn't consensual. It's very consensual. I was just a bitch. Um, (laughs) I was just a bitch because I was worried about the socks, you know, now it all makes sense. Maybe it makes sense for you now. Um, I hope I cleared some things up for you. Maybe he was messaging me, uh, because that had been on his mind for the past eight years. But, uh, (laughs) but no, I don't know. On another note, uh, I have been, uh, thinking lately because I've been on TikTok a lot. I downloaded TikTok during quarantine because I caved. And, uh, I do enjoy it, but it's making me want to buy a flip phone. Uh, and I don't know if that makes sense, but, uh, the internet is like infuriating sometimes. Like, sometimes I love it. Uh mostly when I'm lonely, I'm like, oh thank God the internet's here. Uh but most of the time it just pisses me off, right? Like when I'm like on TikTok scrolling through, um, and if I stop and see something with like, I don't know, a million likes, and it's just this like fifteen year old girl talking about something, um, and if she even touches uh like a premise or anything close, anything Remotely close to a similar uh premise and or um punchline slash train of thought, I now feel the need to go back through my notebook and just erase that I had that thought <laughs> like I don't know why, but it's like infuriating because I'm like, God, I'm like trashing an entire thought that i or orga- you know organically created um that is clearly since someone else has thought of it it's it's a relatable thought right um but now i feel like uh i can't do this 4 minute bit on this thought i had because a 15 year old girl got a million likes on her y- on this thing that she on this 1 minute video that she made that she's never going to you know expand on and so it's just unfortunate because i'm like god damn it if the seeing other people have the same fucking viewpoint as me makes me feel like a hack and maybe that's good and maybe I am a hack if I'm just thinking about things that other people are also thinking about maybe it makes me better but it makes me just want to get rid of it that way I don't have to worry about it and then I'm just like every thought that I have is my thoughts <laughs> and it's not influenced by something that I saw on the internet um and I don't know if other comedians struggle with that probably like especially with like meme culture taking off like because here's an interesting thought a lot of the times I see, uh, like, it's a lot of the times like newer comedians, and this has happened with people that, like, I've, like, seen, like, in, like, I'm talking about mainly one person, but someone that uh, people in my scene that are newer, and we just see people come up, and, uh, you can pretty much, a lot of the times, like, if something sounds hacky, you can probably take that punchline and type it into a Twitter search bar and find, like, a meme that someone made. Um, and so, like, I imagine that, like, and then, like, so, like, basically what I'm saying is that, like, uh, whether that person saw that meme and decided to try and take it as their own, like, maliciously or um, they were just influenced by something on the internet, like, do you guys worry about that? Because <laughs> I love memes. Like, don't get me wrong. And, but it's just, like, uh, every time I think of something that I legitimately laugh at, I, like, have this, like, imposter syndrome moment where I'm, like, is that my thought? Like, did I fucking think of that? Or is this just something that someone's already said and, like, should I go through my TikTok likes and, like, make sure before I, like, take this to the stage because I would be mortified if someone was like, hey, this TikTok is something that you said and I'd just be like, oh, my fucking God, I quit comedy forever. So, um... Yeah, I've just been thinking about getting a flip phone so that I can just uh t- exist better because I'm on the phone 24/7. I'm annoyed by it, but I don't know what else to do. Feel anxious when I'm not doing it, so I feel like I should just do the whole like it takes 21 days to break a bad habit thing. So just like get rid of the phone. But then I tell myself things like, oh well, you you don't have then you won't listen be able to listen to podcasts at work. Which is something I've been doing a lot lately um, I did have to move now i'm c- now we're switching gears um I did have to move desks at work recently, which is mildly infuriating um and I don't wanna sound like a prick, but uh I went from being we have a huge building right, and so I went from being like riverside all the way on one side of the building with the riverside view uh to being moved to the completely other side of the building uh which is the side of the building where the bridge is, um, and the bridge is home to a homeless encampment. So that makes me very fucking sad. Um, so, because, you know, like, I've, like, brought leftovers there before. Like, you know, me and my roommate have, like, dropped off water and, like, done things when we could um, for, like, that specific group of people that stays there. And so it's just... Unfortunate that I went from Riverside to watching Richard take a shit underneath the bridge. But, um, and but the other thing is is like you can't complain about it because it's like I don't want them to kick these people out, they just got to stay here and I've got to ignore it, right? Um, but I've been listening to podcasts more often, uh, because specifically like serial killer true crime podcasts and like uh folklore podcasts, um. And uh, one of the – I've had to switch from serial killer podcasts, though, because I started thinking about all that Williamson stuff, and I was like, oh, my God, I just – I've exper- <laughs> I've taken in too much of this. uh, But I can't listen to comedy podcasts um where I've moved because I'm now sitting with a group of people that are not in my department, and they speak on the phone, and uh, I've gotten a number of dirty looks for laughing out loud during the day um, while I'm listening to comedy podcasts. But I did, I did want to, the only thing that I did write down for this podcast is that I wanted to talk about black eyed children. Um, and uh, this is like a spooky folklore, um, sort of thing. But, uh, I listened to this podcast. It's called Astonishing Legends. I will link the, um, I will link the episode. The first, it's a three part episode. I'll link the first episode in the show notes in case anybody's interested in this. Um, but, uh. Basically, there's this legend of black-eyed children, and um, I guess I'll just explain. Uh, they come from like they're they're seen in multiple cultures, right? Like, um, I believe I believe in the episode of Astonishing Legends, uh, which they do like their research on the paranormal. They're pretty. It's a pretty cool. Uh, podcast if you do dive into it and you want more another one that i really like is the mothman prophecies i think it's like a six part series it's very good um but black eyed children uh they go on the internet the cases go back as far as like 96 that's like the first time anything got posted on the internet and uh these guys at astonishing legends do a great job of like acknowledging the fact that like there's a lot of like creepy pasta things out there and like if you don't know what creepy pasta is it's like a term that has like r- since been coined um to describe like just like copying pasting stories you know just like scary stories like chain link text messages and like stuff like that um so like there are a lot of like fake stories out there but like they're very prominent in like native american lore and um uh god what is it Uh, Scandinavian culture. I believe in the Scandinavian culture, they're called uh, meelings, which is an entity. Usually they come in pairs, um, but they're uh, unbaptized children that were left in the woods to die by their mothers. um, And now they're back with a vengeance to uh, get someone to properly bury them. uh, But they'll like kill you and stuff. So basically this is how it goes. This is how an encounter with black eyed children goes. Um they're usually between the ages of six and sixteen, there's usually two of them, and uh, one of the children does most of the talking. They're very dirty looking children um they're usually uh not dressed for the weather, uh like they'll appear like in a snowstorm with no shoes on. uh They're very pale uh, a lot of cases they've said to they're like said to be like freckled boys with like red hair. Um but anyways uh how an encounter would happen is like you'd come home uh get inside you 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 come home you you unlock the door you close it you lock the door again and as you're taking your shoes off you just hear a series of knocks at the door and you're like that's fucking weird right like i didn't see anybody coming up like the driveway when i was walking so like how could someone be knocking on my door it's been too soon um uh, when you open the door uh there's just two children standing there. Um and they don't speak like children. At first, you know, you notice that they they're dirty. Um also another thing that they say about black-eyed children is that they have like a foul odor uh which is why they're also believed to be demons. Uh but basically you open the door and they say in a very adult like demanding way, um let me into your house. I need to use your phone. Um They'll come to you asking to use the phone, um, asking for a bite to eat, asking to come in to warm up, anything. They could say anything. Uh, They've also been a lot of like reported cases have been uh, in Walmart parking lots late at night. Uh, They'll like ask for a ride somewhere and they'll just be two children that just kind of appear out of nowhere. Uh, But basically, if you um, help these children in any way, bad things will happen to you. You'll fall ill. You might die. Um all of these things, and I got really into this whole i guess this is a like i guess it's a conspiracy theory. I'm not really sure, but there's things there's like cases dated back to like um like ancient times like like they're like they were talking about in astonishing legends like some of these like predate the bible um they're not always called black eyed children, and I guess I didn't get to the reason why they're called black eyed children um when you see these children, you tend you tend to be like paralyzed with fear um something feels off about the entire encounter um you're in a trance like state uh your body almost naturally wants to do what they're asking you to do uh in the 96 case uh that is recorded online that i believe there's a book written about it um you know he felt his hand moving towards the door to let them in uh but as soon as you break that trance and, you know, start thinking freely on your own, uh, these beings will get angry with you. Um, and when you look back to them, that's when you notice that they have no there's no whites to their eyes. There's no iris to their there's no sclera, no iris. It's just black like they just have voids in their eyes. Um, but then it started freaking me out, right? Because <laughs> because I'm, I'm I'm naturally anxious and like a bit a bit paranoid about the supernatural, I'm not going to lie. Um and at the end of this podcast, they say that like, you know, like once you're familiar with the lore, you're more likely to be visited <laughs> by these things. Um so sorry if I freaked anyone out by saying that. But uh I just got to thinking and I was like, one day, two Children in need are going to come up to my door. They're going to have escaped something, right? They're going to knock on my door out of all the doors. And they're going to be like, let us in. We need to come in, like, right now. And I'm going to be like, ha, nice fucking try. I heard about you. And then I'm just going to slam the door in their face because I think that they're a demon. And then they're going to freeze to death on my front porch. The police are going to come. They're going to be like, why didn't you let them in? And I'm going to be like, I'm sorry, officer. I thought he was a succubus. like, <laughs> And then I'm going to get thrown into a mental institution. I've now uh, given two examples on my podcast of ways that I will eventually be thrown into a mental institution. And notice that neither of them are voluntarily. <laughs> so I started this podcast in March of 2020. And uh, I didn't really... I did two episodes in uh March, and then I think a few weeks after the first episode, I did another one in april um but I didn't really commit to the podcast until probably August was when I started doing actual like weekly by weekly episodes um I had to go through a uh <laughs> I had to go through about a depression. And fixing, first I spelt beer on my laptop and then I entered a bout of depression and didn't have any motivation to fix the laptop to continue the podcast for quite some time. So I do appreciate everyone that has stuck around. Um, I was checking the stats and I have 14, across 14 episodes that I've published um, since last year. I've gotten over a thousand plays officially. So thank you guys so much for sticking with me um and sharing this podcast um i've got like uh, there's a few dozen of you uh that tune in every every two weeks and i appreciate the shit out of you guys um i've been pleased to look at the numbers um i don't know if i've mentioned this on the podcast before but this is a male dominated listener base um but i am happy to say that when i last checked the stats um the girls and the they's, dude. You guys are coming up, I'm telling you. Uh we're almost <laughs> it's almost even. Uh men used to be at sixty percent, but now we have a uh fifty-five percent male listener base. Uh the they's have risen by two percent. We're at five percent uh for other slash non binary, um, and women have raised to uh forty percent. So thank you guys so much. Keep. Ew, I feel gross. I was about to go keep sharing the podcast. <laughs> Share it if you want to. Uh, And if you want to go on Apple Podcasts and if you want to rate the podcast, uh, that would be awesome. Someone did go on there and rate me one star, which is understandable. Um, I hope you don't rate me one star. But if you do, uh, I'll. I mean, hey, what better way for me to get the message, right? (laughs) Uh, Another cool thing that I noticed on the stats, I don't know if you guys think this is interesting. I think it's interesting. um, I have a few dozen people that listen, but like 86% of the fan base, the fan base, 86% of people that listen to this podcast because I asked them to on my Instagram live in the United States, and 14% of them live overseas, uh, which is that's the coolest part to me is when I see, like, honestly, I mean, it's Faison uh, mostly. It's mostly Faison's friends that listen to this in uh, Pakistan. But uh, there are a couple other places that this podcast has been l- listened to in. So uh, it's just exciting to see stuff like that. And I do want to make this podcast better. So, like, whenever you want, if you think of an idea or, uh, or if I do something, like, if you've been listening to this podcast and I do something that, like, really bothers you, just fucking let me know, you know? Because <laughs> I want it to be—I do want it to be a good podcast, um, but it's just—it's uh, it's hard to do with no feedback, really, you know? Because uh, when you ask your friends, you know, what did you think of the podcast, like, your friends are going to be like, oh, it was great, especially, you know— my comedian friends if you're listening to this and you know you have tips for me please fucking let me know uh because people that uh don't do this sort of thing or don't listen to podcasts frequently they're just going to tell you it's good uh because they don't fucking know what to say uh <laughs> so yes i'm begging you to fucking criticize me um please dm me reply to this uh and I had a couple people that uh, <laughs> this is funny to me. Um, I had a couple people that reached out to me, and they're like, "Hey, like, if you ever do merch, like, I'd totally like buy some." Uh, and here's the thing: I think it would be fun to do merch, but not like, "Look at me, my podcast is so cool. Buy my merch, merch." Like, more like, I think it would be fun to design like a t-shirt like a sweatsuit you know what I mean like like a a crew neck and like sweatpants like I think it would be like fun to design something like that and then like pick a charity you know like maybe I could like team up with like maybe I could team up with someone and do uh maybe I'll hit up Brett Hayden if you guys don't know Brett Hayden um, i actually just wrote with him the other day if you don't know who Brett Hayden is uh he is a comedian god I hope I'm getting this right he's either from the Detroit or Ann Arbor area but he's a very good comedian from Michigan. Um, he hosts this thing called Comedy Rumble. Um, he's been doing it virtually, but it's also an in-person thing uh, that we do that's very fun. Uh, regular Comedy Rumble is like, I think it's 30 comedians. They get 90 seconds, and it's like audience-based um, uh, on like who advances in the rounds. Uh, but he's been doing this thing on Comedy Rumble's Instagram page where uh they just have like a joke off it's like an instagram poll but i think it'd be kind of fun to do teams and uh i'm totally this idea is me totally banking on him wanting to fucking help my podcast which is hilarious um (laughs) but like if we had like two teams of like really good comedians and like promoted like uh they like each picked a charity and like whoever won like that's who we'd we'd, we'd, like donate the like profits to um and that would be kind of cool because then yeah, I don't know, because I don't want to, if I, God, God, I wouldn't, especially at this point in time, uh, I would never want to do merch for, like, my own profit, like, it would have to be me picking a charity, but I don't, also don't want to just, like, pick the charity, like, because, like, if I'm not the one that's going to be, like, buying the merch, then, like, I shouldn't be the one to pick. I could also just do an Instagram poll, too, and uh see what people think, maybe just, like, uh get some candidates for some charities to donate to and just do an Instagram poll or something. I don't know. I want to think of something cool um to do for that. I I'm also gonna have a video portion for you guys. Um I told you guys a cu- like a couple episodes ago that I would have exciting news for you. Um I did talk to someone before the new year about possibly getting some studio space, but um so Due to that, um, just me being in contact with that person and the possibility of that happening, I've held off on, uh, like, making a space in my home. Uh, So I'm trying—I'm going to reach out soon here and just kind of see if that's still a possibility. But either way, I will be getting a video portion of this up for you guys. And I uh, do—hopefully things start to calm down with COVID so I can start having guests on again. Uh, I have thought about— you know doing over the phone podcast like conversations but uh i just don't want to i don't want to risk the audio i don't want to risk there being like an audio problem uh because i'm not very good at fixing things and i just want to make sure that when you put this podcast in your ears um <laughs> the sound of my voice isn't worse than it needs to be, you know? Like, I don't want it to hurt your ears when you listen to it. Um, So I am hoping to do that. I think it'd be cool to get a video portion up, no matter where I am. I mean, I've got cool enough space in my house. I just need to buy a few things. Um, But I don't know. I just want to thank you guys for hanging on, Uh, especially since uh, I talk about... I feel like I just, like, it's in the podcast description. Like, I talk about... Pretty heavy things in a pretty matter-of-fact way a lot of the times. Um, and I'm just lucky to have, like, a cool listener base that, like, I feel like gets me. And I feel like I can say that because I have, like, a pretty consistent amount of people that, like, come back and listen um, to the podcast when I post one. Uh, not that that's a lot of people, but there there's a small amount of people that I guess want to hear this. So thank you guys. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, hopefully I'll have more information. Maybe the next podcast that I post, there will be some sort of, uh, visual aspect to it. Uh, but the other thing that's a problem with that is that if there's a visual aspect, then that means that, like, I, in theory, should be visually pleasing for it. Um, but that wouldn't, maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing, me getting myself together, uh, once once every two weeks, just like a bi weekly gathering of myself and my thoughts. I don't know. I don't know. Hit me up with your ideas. um Rate this podcast if you have the time. And uh stay safe, you guys. Love you. Thank you. If baby doesn't just let you use their restroom for free. You have to buy something. That's misleading. I need uh, you should get your head checked out because this shit is not funny. um <laughs> <laughs> You want to smoke a joint? And I was like, uh, I have struck throat Two of them were, like, friends or comedy people, and the rest were just all some fucking weirdos. But, you know, I appreciate you guys. Um, I guess this is for you. Actually, no, fuck it. It's not. It's not even for Solo Not Done. This is for me. This whole podcast is for me. I'm selfish. This is for me. Um...